It's now time for the Billy C Show. Part of the BillyCBoxing.com network. And we're coming to you live from the Billy C Studios. In Lake George, New York, I'm Bill Calagero, and it's time for the Billy C. Show. Good morning, good day, good evening, whenever you're watching, whenever you're listening. I hope you're doing okay. Today's show is being brought to us in part by Sal's Neighborhood Pizzeria and Italian Restaurant, located on beautiful St. Simons Island in Georgia. Check out the website, www.salsneighborhoodpizzeria.com, or give my man a call, 912-263-2628. Uh, and also, today's show is being brought to us in part by my book, Tom Molino, From Bondage to Baddest Man on the Planet, is available right now where all good books are sold. You can get a copy of it right now while you're watching or listening to this very show. Just visit barnesandnoble.com, amazon.com, or just visit our website, billycboxing.com, and click on the book. And today's show is also being brought to us in part by our 24-hour, seven-day-a-week TV channel. Check it out on Ginico USA uh, or click the banner on our website. Um, Vasily Lomachenko and Luke Campbell fight just got over. Uh, Vasily Lomachenko, excuse me, Vasily, too many scotches. Vasily Lomachenko uh, improves uh, to uh, uh, now he's 14 wins, one loss. With 10 knockouts when he won a unanimous decision over Luke Campbell, who put in a pretty game effort. Uh, the way the judges scored it, two of them saw it 119-108. One judge had it 118-109. I had it just a little bit closer, 117-110. Um, Lomachenko dropped uh, Luke Campbell uh, in the 11th round. Uh, looked like he was going to go down in the 12th as well. Uh, but uh, uh, Luke Campbell tackled him picked up his leg, threw him down. Uh, listen, uh, the fight was good. I, I thought that uh, Luke Campbell uh, gave uh, Lomachenko uh, some fits, uh, as they thought he might. Um, I think the size, I think the, uh, the arm reach, and the fact that uh, Luke Campbell stuck to his game plan, uh, kept sticking uh, Lomachenko with the jab, kept him uh, at a safe distance, uh, proved to uh, uh, save him, so to speak couple of body shots hurt him uh i had uh, uh a 10 uh 10 9 round in in the fifth uh although uh uh luke campbell was hurt pretty bad uh with a body shot there was a lot of close rounds uh, as far as i'm concerned uh rounds two three four and six were all very close could have gone either way uh the rounds that i did give uh campbell i gave him the first round uh i gave him the sixth and I gave him uh, the seventh. Uh, those were the uh, only rounds that I gave uh, to Luke Campbell. Uh, but like I said, uh, there were four rounds that I felt could have gone uh, either way. Uh, once again, um, the ESPN Plus uh, broadcast was, was kind of brutal. Uh, you know, it, uh, it was better with Joe Tessitore, that's for sure. Uh, but I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure if, if like part of uh, Andre Ward's um, uh, contract uh, requires the announcers to give him accolades all through the fight. You know, one thing stuck in my mind while I was watching this fight. The thing that bothered me 
the most uh, about um, the the whole production of the event was that the announcers had a tendency to keep talking about the Lomachenko fight, specifically Lomachenko, all through the other fights. You know, I mean, in my opinion, announcers should call the action that's happening in front of them. Yeah, okay, you know, I know it was a big fight and everything else, uh, but, uh, uh, I mean, enough, enough. I mean, how many times can we hear about Lomachenko? We knew what we were tuning in to watch. We knew we couldn't wait for the fight. But, I mean, through all of the preliminary bouts, all they talked about was Lomachenko, you know. I mean, it would have been nice to talk a little bit about the fights uh, that took place on the undercard. And uh, those fights, uh, uh, Joe Cordina improved to 10-0 uh, with seven knockouts with the unanimous decision over Gavin uh, Gwynn, uh, who drops to 11-1. Uh, he lost his first uh, time. Uh, Joshua uh, Busc. Uh, uh I think. Um, I murder everyone's name, except that's why I call myself C, because I can't even pronounce my own name. Uh, won a, uh, a fight against Ryan Ford. Uh, body shot knocked out Ford in the seventh round. Uh, Ford drops to 16 uh, and 5. Uh, Buetzi uh, improved to a 12 and 1. Uh, I'm sorry, 12 and 0 with 10 knockouts. Uh, Charlie Edwards against uh, Julio Cesar Martinez. Um, you know, this was unfortunate for Martinez. Uh, Martinez uh, uh, knocked out uh, Charlie Edwards in the third round, one minute and 43 seconds. But while he was on the ground, nailed him with a body shot, clearly uh, while he was on his knee, uh, was initially uh, ruled the winner. And then uh, uh, Mr. Suleiman uh, ruled it a no contest. Uh, and then uh, ordered an immediate rematch. Uh, it didn't seem like uh, Charlie wanted that rematch, was uh, saying that he had uh, problems making weight, etc., etc. Uh, but uh, in any event, and then the co-main event, Huey Fury uh, stepped in with Alexander Povetkin. Uh, Huey Fury um, didn't impress me. He never has, to be honest with you. Uh, I do give him credit uh, for fighting some tough fights early in his career, but Alexander Povetkin, who, uh, let's be real, I mean, this is a shell uh, of what uh, the best Povetkin, not that he was ever uh, a world beater, but uh, this was a shell of, of the best Povetkin. Uh, he, he wasn't accurate at all with his punches. Um, he just plotted. Uh, he, if he would have connected with half of them, he would have dropped and knocked out Fury. I mean, the punches just couldn't find their target, but... Uh, he did enough to win. All three judges scored at 117 to 111 in favor of Alexander Povetkin, who improved to 35 and 2 with 24 knockouts. Uh, Hewitt Fury uh, drops um, to uh, uh, 23 uh, and uh, and two, uh, but uh, uh, or actually 20, uh, 23 and three. I'm sorry, with 13 knockouts. Uh, Hewitt Fury. Um, you know, he had a jab. Uh, he just didn't do enough. Uh, he just danced around. Povetkin was the aggressor in that fight. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Apparently, according to the uh, uh, announcement, uh, the announcing team, that he uh, turned down uh, a million-dollar payday to fight Tyson Fury. Uh, so maybe there's uh, another fight in the cards for uh, Povetkin. Uh, but uh, clearly, there's not much left in that tank. Uh, he's the same uh, style fighter 
that we saw against uh, Anthony Joshua. But uh, back to Vasily Lomachenko. Uh, looked like an ordinary fighter tonight against Luke Campbell. Uh, not taking anything away from Lomachenko. Still feel that he's tied uh, for number one pound for pound uh, with my man uh, Terrence Crawford. Uh, but uh, Vasily Lomachenko, um, you know, the thing I like about Lomachenko is he fights very smart. You know, he the bottom line is he took his time and waited, took advantage when he got the uh, openings and went in, but didn't take uh, many chances. He did seem to get rocked uh, early, uh, midway through the fight, I should say. Um, Campbell did connect a couple of shots with him. I think Campbell should have taken a little more chances. Uh, I think he was hurt. I'm not so sure how much he recovered from that fifth round body shot because every time Lomachenko nailed him to the body after that, it seemed that uh, it uh, it put a hurt on him. So um, uh, what's next for Lomachenko? Well, he's made it no secret that he wants to uh, become uh, the undisputed uh, world lightweight uh, champion. Uh, he will be fighting the winner uh, of, uh, I guess it's the uh, WB, uh, uh, let's see, he's got the WBA, WBO, WBC, that leaves the IBF, so uh, the winner of that uh, fight he should uh, be fighting. Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it comes out that Vasily Lomachenko hurt himself in this fight. He just didn't, uh, uh, he didn't seem the same. I, you know, maybe we got to give Luke Campbell more credit. Um, I, I will tell you this. I said it earlier, I, I do believe that the height gave Lomachenko some trouble. But you know what? Let's be real. This guy is fighting in the lightweight division. I don't think he's a lightweight, you know? He even said that he wants to move up to junior welter. Um, I don't know. He doesn't pack the power. Uh, he does pack the accuracy. Uh, he's a pinpoint puncher. Uh, but uh, but I, I don't know. I, you know, moving up too much, Um you know, I, I think uh, I think it's making him look ordinary, and he's certainly not an ordinary fighter. So if you're just tuning in, uh, Vasily Lomachenko uh, retained his WBA and WBO World Lightweight titles and picked up the vacant WBC with a unanimous decision uh, over uh, Luke Campbell in a very entertaining fight. It was a chess match to begin with, uh, and then uh, it was interesting to, to uh, watch Lomachenko slowly break down Campbell, which he did. Uh, the way I scored it, uh, I gave uh, uh, Lomachenko. I gave Cam um, I'm sorry, Campbell the first round. I gave Lomachenko the second, third, and fourth rounds, which I made notation that they were all extremely close. Could have gone either way. Uh, I gave the uh, uh, fifth round to Lomachenko. Uh, came back and uh, gave the sixth round to uh, uh, Campbell. Uh, but then uh, the only other round I gave to Campbell was the ninth. I gave uh, Lomachenko the seventh, the eighth, the tenth. The eleventh was a 10-8 round when he dropped uh, uh, Luke Campbell. And then the twelfth round, you, you could have made the argument that that could have been a 10-8 round for Lomachenko as well. I mean, he literally uh, got tackled uh, in that uh, uh, in that round. So uh, anyway, hey, listen, I'm going to take a, a short break when I get back. Uh, we'll get uh, Dax Khan's thoughts. So uh, uh, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Check out BillyCBoxing.com now or feel the wrath of the mighty mustache. Oh, that hurts. Why are you doing that to my face? 
That's BillyCBoxing.com. Consider this your warning. Now back to Billy C. Interact with the show at BillyCBoxing.com. And we're back. You're watching and listening to the Billy C. Show. Glad you could be with us. Uh, we just got done watching the uh, Vasily Lomachenko-Luke Campbell fight. I thought it was a good one. Joining me right now to get his thoughts uh, is my man Dax Khan. What's up, 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 I love these European cards. Uh, I'm having a hard time seeing you there, Dax. Uh, I'll, uh, uh, that's, uh, I guess, on my end. But uh, go ahead. What did you say? I said I love these cards in the afternoon from over in Europe. Yeah, no, the cards are uh, the cards good. Give us your thoughts on uh, give us your thoughts on the fight. Um, you know, it was it was a very good fight. You know, people expected this to be uncompetitive. I don't know if those people just aren't familiar with Luke Campbell. I mean, you know, he's a former Olympian. He's got wins over world champions. I remember sitting on this same show. And us discussing after his fight with Jorge Linares, saying, you know what, I want to see more of this kid. And um, tonight, he lost by a wide margin, don't get me wrong, but you know something, at no point in time did he really look like he didn't belong in there. And I think that uh, Campbell, again, I want to see more of him, a few little adjustments, and I think, you know what, he could be one of the top lightweights in this uh, division, no doubt in my mind. Yeah, uh, I th- lo- he, I thought he did really well. I, I thought that uh, Lomachenko had a really think in there to, to win this fight, Dax. Yeah, I mean, the um, you mentioned it earlier, the, the size, you know, the height. We've seen that with Lomachenko before, you know, the height's a problem. And Campbell, he boxed smart. But, you know, let's be honest, he boxed smart. He made sure that um, he didn't do anything foolish. So, you know, there's really no complaints about this. It was a very competitive fight between two world-class fighters. I know that a lot of people are going to be hard on Lomachenko because he didn't stop Campbell. Um, But, you know, if he did stop Campbell early, then we would have complained that, you know, it was such a mismatch. We should appreciate what we had there. You mentioned something about Lomachenko looking kind of ordinary. You know, Lomachenko, even though he's only 31, we have to remember how many amateur fights he had, Bill. Eventually, you know, that wears on the body. And Lomachenko, even though he doesn't get hit a lot because he's got that type of style, at any point in time, that could catch up to him. And in a division where we got a lot of younger guys that are fresh, you know, that could happen at any point in time. But right now, Lomachenko's in a class by himself outside of Terrence Crawford. If you want to beat him, you got to knock him out. Yeah, there's no question uh, about that. I, I, I agree with you. I, I think that, um, in, in my opinion anyway, Luke Campbell's size and arm reach gave uh, Lomachenko some trouble, something that I don't think I really remember seeing uh, before. I mean, uh, Lomachenko seemingly has been able to overcome um, anything that he's been faced with. What did Luke Campbell do? Uh, that uh, that kind of uh, seemingly kept Lomachenko in check for most of the fight. He boxed smart. He used his reach, and he's a big lightweight. You know, five foot nine, seventy-one one-inch reach. He has a bigger reach than a lot of uh, the middleweights that are out there today. And again, I stress on the fact his amateur pedigree. He's an Olympic gold medalist. You know, this kid has been around. He knows his basic fundamentals. He knows what he needs to do in there. 
And so, you know, Lomachenko was in there with a very valid opponent who knew what he was doing and how – and he wasn't like he survived. Can't sit there and say – Campbell just went in there to try and survive. Campbell went in there to fight, and that's what he did. He gave Lomachenko a great fight. And Campbell, you know, his future, in my opinion, is up there. It's bright. Lomachenko, in my opinion, he is still, you know, first or second in the sport, depending on how you want to rank him and Crawford. But, you know, Lomachenko, you, again, I agree with what you said. The lightweight division, since he's been there, really hasn't seemed like the division for him. He never has, even as a uh, super featherweight or featherweight, been a knockout artist you know people forget Lomachenko mentally breaks his opponents down and it, it's accumulation it's not you know he's never been like a power puncher um I I thought that he uh I thought that he um broke him down I I thought that he broke him down well actually um and I thought that uh, uh I thought that Lomachenko um you know did what he had to do except i agree with you i think that the arm reach and the fact that uh, uh campbell fought smart uh kept him in the fight yeah absolutely but again but um yeah he broke him down but that's my point is that's his style that's always been his way not to go out there and knock somebody out he breaks guys down you know and, and he doesn't take a lot of punishment that's what you know the beauty about watching lomachenko fight is and um am i memory i think the only time campbell has been down and i could be wrong is early in that um linaris fight you know so again because of that size lomachenko being you know the smart fighter that he is wasn't going to take any chances and go out there and try you know um rough it up with this guy even when he had campbell hurt you know you really uh if you notice he didn't you know jump in there and step on the gas i think campbell uh, actually hurt lomachenko uh, a couple of times in the fight one shot to the body one shot that he caught him coming in, almost knocked him off his feet. Uh, what did you think of the twelfth uh, round tackle uh, that Luke Campbell uh, laid on on uh, Lomachenko? And 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 should the referee have done anything about it? He said to st- he he called time, but the but they didn't stop the clock. If you noticed, yeah, I I think that was a combination of fatigue, frustration. You know, I really don't think that that was anything um, ill-intentioned. That's not the type of fighter Campbell is. You know, unfortunately, it did happen, but, you know, you know, it's, uh, he's a solid fighter. He's a clean fighter. So, in my opinion, you know what? It happened. Let it go. Let's talk about the undercard. Um, an interesting fight, uh, the flyweight title uh, uh, fight, the WBC flyweight title, Charlie Edwards against uh, Julio Cesar Martinez. Uh, to me, it looked like Martinez was going to win this fight. Uh, it was unfortunate what happened when he did drop uh, Charlie Edwards and clearly hit him while he was on the ground. Do you agree with the WBC stepping in and ruling it a no contest when the BBBSC, uh, they, don't, uh, they don't use replay? And it wasn't, he didn't rule it based on uh, a replay, although he ruled it on based on a replay. It was weird how he was describing it. He said, oh, 20,000 people saw it. Uh, we're ruling it a no contest, an immediate rematch. But it seemed like Charlie Edwards didn't really want to fight this guy again. Yeah, it, it didn't seem like um, that at all. And in my opinion, with or without that, I believe that Martinez was going to win that fight. You know, on occasion, Bill, sometimes we have to use logic in certain situations. Now, was it clearly low? Obviously, you know, um, Edwards was down on a knee and, um, you know, he caught that shot afterwards. But sometimes you have to say to yourself, this kid didn't really 
intentionally go there to foul him. You know, it was he was caught up in the moment. It was a huge crowd. He's never fought in front of a crowd this big. And, you know, he just he lost himself for a minute. So now let's say he did something to Edwards like um, Edwards, you know, uh, got knocked out. He got concussed or something like that. Then I'd say, you know what, whether it was intentional or not, then we got to um, give it a uh, disqualification. So I have to applaud the WBC for actually going in there and um, asserting their own rules. You know, we uh, a lot of times we complain about these sectioning bodies that go in there and put in their own rules for the wrong reasons. But, you know, right here, the WBC actually went in there and, you know, inserted their own rules. And I think it was a good call. Yeah, I, I mean, there's no question that he hit him while he was down. But, I, I mean, it's unfortunate for, for Martinez because uh, I, I, I do think that uh, Edwards was going to lose the fight. But... Um, right, like I said, it was just overzealousness. When you watch it again, you can see he was just overzealous, you know, and it had nothing to do with um, intentionally. It was just overzealous. And Martinez, you know, he's he's a good, he's not known, but he's a good fighter. Um, one or two fights ago, he just wiped out Andrew Selby, you know, another uh, British fighter who was undefeated. Did you think that? Um, do you think that the fight is actually going to happen, the rematch? I think um, if it's up to Suleiman, I think it will. Yes. Yeah, um, if it's up to Charlie Edwards, it might not. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, <laughs> can't say I blame him, but yeah, no, it it didn't uh, didn't didn't fare too well for him. How about the heavyweight fight? Huey Fury was uh, uh, on the big stage. Uh, it was supposed to be a a, a W for him. Povetkin looked to me like uh, he just he's a shell of himself. You know, he, he's not accurate with his punches. He he looked like he was plodding through the fight and quite honestly I didn't score this fight myself and when I heard the scores I was a little surprised that they gave it to Povetkin not that I don't think he deserved to win because I do uh but you know when you're watching listening to the announcers while I was watching that fight they kept saying oh Huey Fury is controlling the fight he's doing this he's doing that and meanwhile, they're all talking about Lomachenko. I'm wondering if they even watched that fight because Povetkin was the aggressor and occasionally did land a harder punch. All uh, Fury did was, was you know, land the jab. He didn't do anything else. What was your thoughts on that fight? Well, Povetkin, he's almost 40 years old. He was outsized. Um, he hasn't really fought or had a, um, a win over a top name since I can't remember, probably uh, before the Klitschko uh, loss. So, you know, Povetkin, yeah, that's, you know, you should have expected that's what he was going to do. He was going to come out, he was going to throw bombs and hopefully um, score a knockout. But, um, yeah, I, I noticed that, too, the way they were just on that one side, um, you know, just pushing Fury, pushing Fury, pushing Fury. I don't know, maybe they feel a little obligated considering that Tyson Fury is such a big star. You know, arguably he is the biggest star in the heavyweight division. So um, they didn't want to um, more or less, you know, just say, listen, your cousin's rubbish, as they say over there. Um, Huey Fury, I'm not impressed with him. You know, at one point in time, I thought maybe he'd do something, but he, he's really not. Right now, he's living off the name of Tyson Fury. I don't think he can even beat a David Price. The best thing he has is a jab, you know, and, and that's about it. You know, other than that, you know, um, Huey Fury, there's, there, you know, there's nothing about him that impresses me. And if Povetkin was two years younger, Fury would have been knocked out. Yeah, that's the thing. Now, what's next for uh, Povetkin? Retirement, please. 
<laughs> I don't, you know, who knows? Retirement, you know. Kevin Johnson's always looking for a fight. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe uh, Chisora, Derek Chisora will fight anybody in a phone booth. So, you know, he, he has fights out there. But uh, his time, you know, even in the top 10 or top 15, that's long gone. Do you, you think that uh, Povetkin is going to get a title shot? No, no, no. I'm just saying, you know, at any time, um, you know, that's all done. You know, even as like a top 15 fighter, those days are long behind him. So the only thing left for him would be fight against a guy like a Kevin Johnson or a, um, a Derek Chisora or something like that, you know, because Povetkin has that name. But other than that, you know, there's really nothing for Povetkin out there. Yeah. Um... He was undersized when Klitschko was the champ. You know what I mean? Now the guys are even bigger, so he's even more undersized, and he's an old man. Yeah, no, he clearly, he clearly uh, was, uh, uh, he clearly looked old. And what's he turning forty like uh, tomorrow or something, or the next day? I don't know. He's been turning forty. I don't know how many years now. Well, he's not quite. He's not quite <laughs> as old as uh, Ortiz, right? He's like, I think he's sixty now. Ortiz. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. You know. Ortiz's most impressive performance for me was on the undercard of, um, I forget, you know, one, one of those Joe Lewis bum of the month things. I don't know. I mean, I don't, how old is he? You know, I just off, off subject. How old is he? I've heard so many rumors. I've actually heard he was like 53. I think he's, I, I think he's definitely, uh, in, in his mid to late forties, uh, Luis Ortiz, I, I, there's no question about that. They're saying he just turned 40. He was 40 for, for several years, but uh, uh, in any event. Hey, Dax, a couple of things I wanted to ask you um, uh, about some things coming up next, uh, in two weeks, actually. Uh, we're going to see the uh, um, Tyson Fury and Otto Wallen fight. Uh, any thoughts on that? I am so tired of listening to Anthony Joshua run his mouth. At one point in time, I was a Joshua fan. There's nothing I dislike more than a sore loser. And ever since his loss to Andy Ruiz, he's he's just become annoying. And, um, you know, he's out there and he's downing Tyson Fury and his choice of opponent over Otto Wallen. But, you know, Tyson Fury, is, he's staying active. Wallen is an undefeated fighter. And while it's not um, one of the champions or the top guys in the division, Tyson Fury's out there. He's doing his thing. And Wallen, you know, he's not a bad fighter, but of course he's not, you know, a top-level fighter. I like it, you know, and all it does, in my opinion, is build up for that next big fight. Anything that Tyson Fury does right now, Tyson Fury is, all eyes are on Tyson Fury and throughout the whole sport. Remember, a couple years ago we were laughing at this guy. Right now, he's like the most loved guy there is in boxing. Uh, last week or week before, he showed up on one of the cars here in America, and he was still wearing the, uh, the American flag. Anthony Joshua, here's something that I didn't understand. I was uh, reading a few articles. You know, Anthony Joshua, everybody thought he was the biggest star making the most money. And then I come to learn out that, you know, Tyson Fury has actually made more in his career and he's actually worth more money than Anthony Joshua is. And that's happened over the last three years. I didn't, I didn't hear that. Um, what's your, who's your pound? Johnston wants to know. He sent us a super chat. Wants to know who your uh, uh, pound for pound number one is. Is it uh, uh, Lomachenko or Terrence Crawford? <sighs> No, it's it's you know I got I, I roll with Crawford because of you know Lomachenko is the better technical boxer, but Crawford because he's so good at boxing and he's such a um you know a dog in there when he wants that knockout. So you know I, I always have uh, Crawford number one. I have Lomachenko number two. Anybody wants to uh, switch that, I have no problems with it. But 
honestly, I got to say, in the next year or two, that guy is going to be a newie. I think I, I – And then it's going to be Usyk, you know, and this – in my opinion, really, I might even say they are they, they are the top two guys right now, but they just don't have the resume. I think that uh, I, I have a hard time. First of all, Terrence Crawford's been my guy. I, everybody that has ever listened to this show know, knows that uh, I feel he's a quality fighter. I get really ticked off when uh, people uh, uh, say he doesn't have uh, uh, a good resume. People say, oh, he cleaned who, out a division, I, a unified. I, I, you know, what more is he going to do? Beat, he beat – he beat everybody. I, I I don't know. You know, even on his way up, he he was he was the B side and kept winning. But the, that's neither here nor there. I, so clearly, he's uh, in my opinion uh, right there at number one. But so is Lomachenko. Lomachenko is such a talented fighter, and he does things that uh, you know I, I have never seen before. Tonight, he, he kind of looked ordinary, but I think we have to give credit to to uh, Luke Campbell for that. So I. I don't have a defined number one. I have. I say it's a tie. In my opinion, I say it's a tie between TC and uh, Lomachenko. So uh, I am looking forward to the Tyson Fury fight in a couple of weeks. Uh, also, Jaime Mugai is fighting again uh, against uh, Patrick Alate, same uh, weekend. And Ryan Garcia, uh, we got to uh, uh, talk with him out in Vegas for the Canelo fight. Um, you know, he seems... Uh, you know, when we met him, he was a little—he was a little cocky, um, and you know, I think he—I th I think he's believing the press clippings. I'm not taking anything away from him, but I'm not so sure he's a, a main event fighter on a pay-per-view type fight yet, and that's what he thinks, Dax. No, I, I don't think so at all. I like the kid. I think he has um, a lot of potential, but yeah, you know, at that moment too, you have to understand where he was. You know, he's in that room, Bill. And people who weren't there, they don't understand exactly how many big names were in that room in terms of media and stuff like that. So that's a lot of pressure on a young fighter. But, you know, he, he was very nice. He was cordial. I think he's a very skilled fighter. But, um, you know, in, in, in that stable, you know, the superstar, and I told you this that day, and uh, I remember talking to you after that card, and you looked at me, and you were like, yeah, I guess you're right. That's Virgil Ortiz Jr. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I know. I know. Um, I got another question for you. Uh uh, Kovalev Canelo, is it going to happen? I don't know why it should. Um, you know, they seem to think there's something with that body shot, you know, with the body on Kovalev they can exploit. But again, we've seen what happened with Mikey Garcia and Errol Spence. Canelo hasn't been, you know, a uh, dominant fighter at 160 pounds. He hasn't knocked anybody out. He did, um, you know, uh, get the, uh, the knockout real quick at 168 pounds. But, you know, that was a guy who, um, wasn't exactly a, a, an elite fighter. He's, he's a good fighter, but not an elite fighter. Canelo, he's a very good boxer. He's got the best resume in boxing, but I really think he's overstepping himself. And I brought this up, you know, speaking of Vegas, I brought this up with Oscar, and he refused to answer me when I said, were you serious about Kovalev and Canelo? And, you know, he kind of nodded his head and said yes. I said, well, what about, you know, the very next day when you said if Andre Ward is willing to come out of retirement, Canelo will face him and beat him too. Oscar had no comment. He smiled and just turned around and walked away. So um, why they're doing this, why they're saying this, I have no idea. But it's it's a bad matchup for for uh, either one of them. I don't think uh, Kovalev really has uh, you know that much left in him anymore. And that's and if Canelo. You know, if Canelo wanted to prove how good he was against a bigger guy, Dimitri Bivol would more than happy be down to 168. Yeah, but but that's exactly why. Canelo Kovalev is going to happen, in my opinion. 
Uh, Kovalev is looking for one more huge payday. He will get it against Canelo. And I think Canelo beats Kovalev. Uh, I think that uh, Kovalev is, is pretty much uh, uh, done. And I think that the body work uh, of Canelo will break down Kovalev. Now, Canelo, it is still a risky fight for Canelo because Kovalev could connect uh, you know, with a power shot and, and, and hurt Canelo. But uh, at the end of the day, we, we've seen Canelo fight at that size, and I'm sure there'll be some kind of weight uh, uh, contract that'll favor Canelo. So um, I, I think the fight's going to happen, and I think it's going to happen before the end of this year, Dax, because Canelo wants to get back on track fighting in May. I don't think he's going to wait uh, to fight until May for his next fight. I think we're going to hear that that fight is signed, sealed, and delivered to take place uh, sometime uh, in November or early December. That's what I think. No, yeah, you know, if, you know, if it does happen, you know that that's a, um, you, um, you know, the time frame you would expect. That Rocky Fielding's the guy that uh, I was thinking about. You know, um, you know, Canelo's kind of doing a, a Miguel Cotto where he's jumping up and waiting. He's just picking the right guys to get these wins and you know, kind of uh, solidify himself in uh, history. And we have spoken about this and we mentioned this to Oscar. Is Canelo looking to really just get these wins, make his place in history, and get out of the sport early? And he I think that's what we're going to see. Well, he might. And there's been a lot of uh, friction between uh, Oscar De La Hoya and Canelo Alvarez. Uh, uh, from what I understand, they were uh, not too uh, lovey-dovey recently. And uh, I, I think that uh, Canelo is looking for uh, this type of a fight, a Kovalev-type fight where he can make some big bucks. And, uh, you know, from a historical perspective, um, you know, make a splash as well. So uh, this is typical uh, what to expect. I think we're gonna, we should expect the fight. I really do. Yeah, I, you know, I told you, I told Sal, Alex, everybody who watched uh, a few years ago, I said, when HBO is closing down and a lot of these networks aren't showing boxing on there anymore, watch for Golden Boy Promotions to team up with Eddie Hearn and DAZN. Because we, at that point in time, we were starting to see a lot of the U.S. fighters sign with Eddie Hearn. Now, with that tension between Canelo and Golden Boy Promotions, I wouldn't be surprised if Canelo ended up with Eddie Hearn. Um, that's a good that's a good possibility. That's a good possibility. Uh, uh you know, the uh, zone is having some issues because they need to continue to make these fights. You know, we talked about this when we were in Vegas about the cost and the expense. Uh, that DAZN has out there with fighters like Anthony Joshua, Canelo, Triple G, uh, to name the top three, and the contracts that they have with them, and what is required in terms of, um, you know, subscribers, there's no way they're, they're paying that bill. And I, I just don't, I, I don't see the big fights, and, and they need fights like this, so that's why it's going to happen. One last thing. Uh, Triple G against Deverinchenko taking place uh, October 5th at Madison Square Garden in New York City. I like this fight, Dax. You know, I mean, uh, Triple G, you know, if we were talking about this fight a couple of years ago and we were talking about uh, Triple G of a couple of years ago, I mean, I, I, it wouldn't be as intriguing. But Triple G is not the same fighter anymore. And his age is definitely caught up with him. He's had... A couple of tough fights with Canelo. We all want to see him fight Canelo. Can, a rumor has it that Canelo's not giving him the fight just to spite him. Uh, I think it's deeper than that. 
But Deverenchenko is is a tough guy. Might be. Uh, I'm not saying he's as talented as as Glockman, but I think that Triple G um, isn't going to wear him down and make it worn down himself. What's your thoughts? Well, Danny Jacobs couldn't wear him down. Uh, Deverenchenko has a great chin. First time I ever seen him was the day that. Um, Mayweather and Pacquiao announced their fight, and it was at a small card in uh, Westchester, and he was facing uh, Vladimir Bios, who had just really uh, given uh, Jay Leon Love tooth and nail uh, a war on uh, Showtime, and he just walked through Bios, just like, and it was, you know, everybody's just standing up, and you're screaming, he was exciting, but after that, you know, you started seeing him slowly, um, you know, be more of a boxer, you know, he has a solid chin, he can box, so, you know, this very well could be an upset, and you know, very could be uh, very well be you know Derevchenko going uh, going out of uh, Madison Square Garden with that title, and then we could see him facing off against Canelo. You know, there, there's there's a lot of um, you know possibilities in that division right now, and a lot of that has to do, with Bill. And it doesn't matter whether it's now or any point in time in the future or the past. Whenever the top guy is at that age where his career is over, and the other guys are getting those opportunities, or you know, you have these guys that are you know just reaching their peak. The division all of a sudden becomes very exciting because you never know what's going to happen. Every time you know uh, one of these fights like this one happens, it's always a, a what if. You can't even um, you can't you can't clearly define or pick who a winner is going to be, and that's what makes you know boxing. You know, that's what separates boxing from any other sport. Well, let me ask you real quick: Should Canelo Kovalev happen? Um, does Canelo stay in that division? I, I, I think he just fights Kovalev uh, just for the novelty, uh, wins that title, and then he goes back to, to middleweight. I, I mean, he is a big guy, and like you said, the Rocky Fielding uh, fight that he had, I mean, that technically was uh, that was a super middleweight fight. So, I mean, I, I, think he's do, I think he wants Kovalev for the historical part. Oh, absolutely, and to stay in that division, that's crazy. You know, that division has killers in it. You know, Arthur Biedebiev is a monster. Same thing with uh, Bodzik. Those two guys are going to face off. Um, guys like, let's say, uh, Joe Smith Jr., who's not at that elite level. But, uh, my gosh, Joe Smith Jr. is a big guy with a heck of a punch. I couldn't imagine Canelo, even with his great chin, taking punches from him. Or even if um, he went, again, like I stated, the smallest guy in that division, but absolutely the most talented guy in that division, uh, Dimitri Bivol, Canelo, you know, even... It, it just would not, you know, would not work out for him. It, you know, it, it'd be foolish. I, I couldn't see that. And um, I think Canelo's a little smarter than that. Final thoughts on uh, Lomachenko, Luke Campbell, Dax. Final thought, you know, I think uh, Lomachenko is going to stick around and he's going to get that belt from whoever the winner of uh, winner is between Kami and um, Lopez. After that, I think uh, Lomachenko, when he has hinted about that, his career is solidified. Um, you know, he should have enough money to live on, and I think he's going to leave the sport. You don't. And think... as far as Campbell goes, I just think you know what? As I stated before, a few more fights, maybe uh, fix a few little, uh, fix a few things that you know haven't been able, uh, haven't been um, adjusted yet against um, a little bit better competition than the guys he's faced in the past five or six fights. And then again, we have him as a top three, top four fighter in that division. You don't think he's he, he's been hinting that he wants to move to uh, Junior Welty? You don't think he's going to do it? No, and, and again, just like we were saying about Canelo, despite how talented Lomachenko is, that division has a lot of killers and a lot of hard punchers. Yeah. And eventually, eventually, a uh, you know a good big man is going to beat even a great little man. Yeah, he is thirty-one. Lomachenko is thirty-one, so uh, 
you know, gosh knows I, how many years of training with the amateur fights. So. But but you know the thing is, is has he made the money? I would think so. Yeah, you know, no, he hasn't made the superstar dollars of like a Mayweather or a Pacquiao. I don't think. But yeah, no, he he's made a you know a good living. And Lomachenko, he has an interest outside of boxing. You know, he, he's a smart guy. Well, I hope I hope he does well, and I I could see him unifying the titles. And then from what he does there, I, I don't think I, I'm with you. I don't think he's got anything left to prove. But the type of person he seems to be, uh, I think he's going to try and do one other great thing. Remember, he always said the most important thing for him is the historical aspect of his legacy. He's never once complained about money or, or anything. One other thing I want to point out and get your quick thoughts on. They did make an, uh, uh, kind of a, a point to mention on the broadcast, which, again, I, uh, ESPN Plus is, is less than desirable, in my opinion. But they were given uh, credit to the fighters uh, that have titles, you know, unifying titles, and they were given credit to promoters working with each other. And they did kind of call out the PBC, which I was very uh, appreciative to because of all of the uh, – let's just call them promotional outfits, the PBC is the only one that really has fraud fighters when you think of it. Their fighters, uh, their fighters fight no one. They end up with titles, and they never cross the lines. The, the, Ruiz is the only one, and I don't think that they thought he was going to beat Anthony Joshua, and they tried their hardest uh, to, uh, to get out of the ironclad contract that, uh, that Eddie Hearn had with him. I think that... Um... Everybody is tired, not just of the PBC, just tired of these abundance of titles. And what it is now, the guys that have the regular title or the diamond title and that, you know, more or less, they're being put into their place. And not that's not an insult against them. More or less, it's kind of saying, you know what, you're that's the number one guy ranked in that sanctioning body. You know, we can't go by what the sanctioning body tells us. The sanctioning body will sell us anything. That's what they do. But, um, you know, I think everybody's just getting tired of it, and everybody's just saying to themselves, you know what, this is the order. This is the guy who's fought this guy, this guy, this guy. And that's who everybody is recognizing. Most of all, if you have a division and a guy's got more than one title, then, you know, you have to consider him the top guy in the division if he's unified titles against another champion, not just because somebody has a belt and they face, you know, 15 guys that, you know, just happen to be a mandatory. Yeah, I, uh, I, you know, I hope that they uh, eventually uh, fight with other promotional outfits, uh, the PBC, uh, and then we could, you know, have some unified champions. I, could, I, I, I really, it, it, me personally... Here's, here's one you, I know you don't like to talk about, but, uh, you know, Clarissa Shields always beating her chest. And don't get me wrong, I love Clarissa Shields as a fighter, but um, she really hasn't been tested and, you know, not a lot of fighters in that division. Not her fault. But what about Savannah Marshall, huh? You know, I, I, I missed that fight. I only saw some of it. Um, but uh, uh, And she has a win over Clarissa Shields. Don't it, remember that. Yeah. I, you know, the, the, the women's boxing, I... I I don't know. I don't know what to say. I'm I'm looking forward to the potential uh, Heather Hardy uh, uh, showdown with um, uh, what's Amanda her Serrano. Yes, yeah, of course. Amanda that, Serrano. That's a huge fight. Yeah, a huge I, fight. I'd like to, I'd like to see that. Uh, I you know that I was never uh, that high on Heather Hardy, but I've become a big fan. I I, I like her, and uh, not that I dislike Amanda Serrano, but I, I think it would be a good fight. 
Well, if anything, as um, and I and I seen Heather not too long ago up in um, at the Gleason's uh, Give a Kid a Dream Camp, and I've had this talk with Sony Lamanakis, you know, many times over the years. Whether not even just uh, for those two girls, but you know, for guys like uh, Shawnee Monahan and Joe Smith Jr., I think that um, these guys who really work hard and they're not getting the you know the, the money that these other fighters are getting, they kind of get cheated by not having these local rivalry fights. And Amanda Serrano and Heather Hardy. Women's boxing, we know they don't get paid a fraction to what men's boxing does, but in New York, they're both big draws. Heather is a huge draw. She has a huge fan base. Amanda is. Amanda has, you know, uh, all the support of the Puerto Ricans in New York. So, you know, this, no matter who wins, this is a good fight for both of them because finally the two of these girls, no matter who wins, and if they're not being taken care of properly by the promoters in this fight, their next fights, they should get a good payday. Yeah, well, hopefully they do. They both deserve it. So, Dax, I appreciate your uh, thoughts, and uh, we'll look forward to you next time, brother. One last thing off topic. Did you hear about uh, Elijah Holyfield getting signed with the uh, Carolina Panthers? I only bring that up because I know you're a huge football fan. You Holyfield know, announced it today. I, I, heard, I heard that he was uh, looking for a team, but uh, that's good. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. I yeah, Vanderhill uh, said it today. So, yeah. all right, everybody. See you soon. All right, brother. That's Dax Khan. You can check him out up on the website. I'm going to take a short break, and uh, we'll be back uh, in about two. Billy Snow will be right back. Hey, fight fans, check out KOFantasyBoxing.com. KO Fantasy Boxing is boxing's only trademarked fantasy game. Check it out, www.KOFantasyBoxing.com. Select your own gym, your own fighters, track them through a season that can last from three months to a year, depending upon which league you join. You got to check this out, man, www.KOFantasyBoxing.com. Join it today. Again, www.KOFantasyBoxing.com. And tell them Billy C sent ya. The one, the only, Don King. Makes me feel good, Billy, to have you, the number one show in the country, talking boxing with Billy. So I invite each and every American that's listening to this great show to tune in. This, we want you to be there with Billy and me. Now back to talking boxing with Billy C, the only radio host man enough to take a punch from Mike Tyson. Wait a minute, man. Hold, hold, hold on there. Jeremy, man, uh, I need you to take this one, all right? Wait, what? What? No way. I, I, I can't do this. Need I remind you I'm Billy C., damn it? Now put on that mustache and get in there. Hey, hey, look at me. I'm Billy C. <laughs> Crap. The undisputed heavyweight champion of boxing talk radio. It's Talking Boxing with Billy C. Now back to Billy C. Interact with the show at BillyCBoxing.com. And we're back. You're watching and listening to the Billy C. Show. I guess you're listening now. We had some uh, sound problems. And, uh, uh, you know, much to his chagrin, and I I just had to fill uh, Dax in on it. Uh, joining us right now, unfortunately, no one's going to get to see him but me because uh, I have to reprogram the uh, that camera. So so here, Alex, you, you've been spending all your time putting everything in the camera shot, looking and you're looking great, by the way. And, uh, you know, no one else is going to see it, so they're going to have to wait till next week. It was, uh, you know, all these upgrades and stuff. I forgot to do one thing. So, uh, hey, you look great. The set looks great. Too bad I'm the only one that can see it. So, uh, uh. Uh, anyway, I, I, I anyway, 
great new hair, yeah. hair makeup and been here I for know. 30 I know the makeup woman just left. I mean, it's it's uh, you look great, I mean, really. But uh, and trust me, everyone, he does. But uh, you can't see him. You're gonna have to look at me. But uh, anyway, what was your thoughts, Lomachenko against Luke Campbell? I thought it was pretty entertaining, man. Oh, I really, really enjoyed it. It was a very good fight. Um, okay, thanks. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs> no, I, I thought the. Um, uh, it was a little closer than the judges had it. Uh, my final score was uh, 116-112 for Lomachenko. Uh, I did have one round even. That was the eighth. There was a couple rounds that were very close. I think um, the thing that's interesting, and this does happen to guys who are, um, you know, really uh, super talented, is the size becomes a factor before their skills get actually beaten. Um, and I think that's what, st what we're starting to see. Um, I'm not sure. I, I would like to see him move up uh, to 140, but because I still want to see him fight Mikey Garcia. I think that fight will happen. Uh, what you and Dax were talking about, I think the mega fight for him is 140 pounds Mikey Garcia. Um, and I think that's where, because... That's the thing about Campbell. Campbell fought a great fight, and uh, one of the things he showed is that timing beats speed um, and uh, finding the right range. I mean, I really enjoyed it. It was a good fight, um, but I think it was only really close for maybe eight rounds. Then Lomachenko really broke it open. You see, now, I, I, thought, that, I thought that his jab, Luke Campbell's jab, I thought that his jab is what, kept Lomachenko in check and I, I you know I'm not so sure of the timing I think he stayed with his game plan which credit to Campbell and it it bought him uh to stay with Lomachenko for 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 12 rounds I think it also showed us how disciplined Lomachenko really is he wasn't going to take unnecessary risks and he was waiting until he could get his shots and credit to Luke Campbell his, his shots came far and few in between. So I, I give more credit for Campbell for preventing a Lomachenko-esque performance by Vasily Lomachenko. Um, I, too, had it a little closer uh, than the judges. I scored it 117-110 in favor of Lomachenko. Uh, I gave uh, um, uh, Campbell the first round. The second, third, and fourth could have gone either way on my scorecard. I did lean towards Lomachenko. I thought he landed the harder punches. Uh, and then I gave uh, um, Campbell the, the sixth and ninth rounds. But then again, the sixth round was uh, uh, also close. You could have went the other way uh, with scoring it for Lomachenko. So I could see where the judges' uh, cards came in. What, what rounds did you give Campbell? Uh, I gave Campbell uh, the first uh, I thought that was a very close round. I thought most of it, uh, Lomachenko landed something in the very end, but I didn't think it was enough to negate uh, the way Campbell had seemed to uh, at least force Lomachenko to, you know, accept the dimensions of the bigger guy. I gave uh, Campbell the second round as well, um, even though that was a close one. And then I gave Campbell the sixth, and the eighth I had even, and then I gave Campbell the ninth. Um, and then I did have, of course, the 10-8 round uh, in the 11th. And uh, as you had mentioned, there was another round 
where the bell just ended, um, and that round that would have been a could have been a KO uh, if that round was a little longer. Um, and then I think was that the same round where he tackled him, or was no, that the eleven? No, 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 no. no. Ra- round round five was the one where uh, Lomachenko hurt him with uh, to the body, and he and he was like in. in if ten more seconds, he was going to hit okay, the canvas. That, that, yeah, that, but but that, round round twelve was the tackle. <laughs> round uh, round twelve was the tackle. I I think because Lomachenko wanted to ten eight round two. You scored that ten eight. No, no, I didn't. But like you said, I agree. It could have been a ten eight round. Yes, some yeah. people might have had that. Yeah. Um. Okay. I I I've been waiting to ask you because this guy drives me insane. But somehow. I have a feeling you like him. Mark Kriegel. I, I, I can't stand him. I mean, he's like trying to be uh, like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Larry Merchant. Larry Merchant, but but yeah. he's not. Well, and, that's why I like him. Oh, yeah. I think, I don't know. I think they're a pretty good team. Um, I like Ward and Bradley a lot. I thought Bradley called Joe Tessitore Jerry several times, but... I could have misheard that. Well, he was uh, calling Huey Tyson too. Yeah. You know, I hey, listen. But Tim- I think I think his analysis is terrific. Yes. Same thing with Andre Ward. I love when the two of them uh, go back and forth on issues because you really feel like you are getting insider conversation, um, hearing from two guys who are craftsmen in the ring. One of the things that was really interesting about this fight was, um, and again, we've talked about this before, the mean streak in Lomachenko. Not only is he um, almost like a jazz musician in that he's so improvisational, uh, his style is beautiful, um, he's also mean. And you saw that in this fight where Campbell, I think it was the second round, tried to, they tangled up in a clinch and Campbell smartly said, I'm the bigger, stronger guy, I'm gonna own these clinches. And he roughhoused him a little. But then the next clinch, you saw a competitive ass uh, Lomachenko that he is. He came right back. And then he was the one trying to rough him up in the clinches. And it was interesting how both uh, uh, Campbell several times used his forearm. And there was one time he kind of used his elbow almost. The ref didn't see it. And then Lomachenko came back really hard. Uh, when there was that rough stuff. And it was great because it did show you that the guy is such a veteran. Um, he doesn't need the ref. He'll take care of it. You know, boys and girls out there, you're missing Alex Papali at his best. In animation, I mean, I wish people could actually see him. I'm getting to see him. I mean, I'm he's doing a great job. He's, do, he's doing, he's doing great. He's doing great. He's doing great. And wait till next week because he's going to do just as well. Good, just as well. But, uh, um, I, you know, I... If we at I, dinner, I, they'd be saying, what's that guy, what's yeah. wrong with that guy in the back <laughs> over there? <laughs> yeah, no. It, I mean, I was dying when you were lining up Joe Lewis and getting him in the camera shot. I'm sitting there trying to say, ah, sorry, bro, you're not going to get... But, uh, but anyway, anyway. Um, I, I agree with you, and, and that's what I like about both Lomachenko and Terrence Crawford. They both have a mean streak, and that brings me to uh, the next question for you. Um, you know, they, this, is the, this is the argument now. Who's pound for pound number one? I still can't pick one out of the two because I... I, I, I and, and very rarely do I 
say this, but I, I do believe that on my pound-for-pound pound rankings, I have them tied. I cannot pick one over the other. Who do you have as number one? I think it is you've got four guys right now that you could make such a great case for it. Um, I I lean towards Lomachenko, um, and I think because I th- I don't think it should be that surprising. You know, I got a, I got a superhero on my arm. I like uh, that no one can see, but trust me, it's there. I like um, <laughs> I like guys who do something preternatural, and uh, Lomachenko. Uh, not to take that away from Crawford, by by all, I mean he is certainly in the same breath as you know the best fighter on earth. Um, but Lomachenko, you're usually going to see something you've never seen before, um, and that's cool. Uh, and so f- consistently he's been doing that. And um, even in this fight, I thought he was going to get arm weary uh, after that eleventh round. He did not, and in the twelfth. Uh, if, if there was ever a time he was going to get arm weary, he should have, um, but he didn't. And in the 12th, he had uh, um, Campbell hurt again. Um, so I don't know. He's just um, he's my uh, he's my pound for pound number one. But, yeah, you also got Terrence Crawford. You got Inouye and you have Oleksandr Usyk and then very, very close. You have Canelo. Yeah. Um, so, you know, um I don't know. We're really – it's an awesome time because you know I'm loving the heavyweights even though I'm not I'm not too thrilled about Tyson Fury's next uh, little outing. Um, I am loving the heavyweight division. We have so much more than just the heavyweights right now. The thing you got to give Tyson Fury credit for, though, he is fighting young undefeated fighters. I mean, uh, you know, the, the other path that some of these um, top-notch fighters take are, are clearly – uh, fighters that uh, they know they can beat. He's fighting an unknown. He's most likely he knows he can beat, but still. Yeah. Um, well, right, and it seems like it just seems like we're sort of stuck in this um, sort of commercial holding pattern where each one of these networks has to get their fights out. Um, we have to watch the Ortiz fight against Wilder. We have to watch this fight against Fury with uh, Valin, and then finally get. The rematch, which I frankly I think they should have gone right to. Listen, uh, the 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 Ortiz Deontay Wilder rematch. Now, when when you called uh, one of the Ortiz fights that I called with me, I I'm pretty sure he's 48 then, and that was like 10 years ago. So you know, and they're saying he just turned 40. But but the truth of the matter is, if he was really only 40, even if he was a 35 year old fighting Deontay, I don't think Wilder beats him. Um, you know, that's just my opinion. Wilder's got that, that freakish punching power, but, but that's it. One, one thing I want to jump back to, uh, ESPN Plus, I'm not crazy about it. Yes, Joe Tessitore is solid. He's, I love Joe Tess. Uh, he does college football great. Uh, I like him on, on the ESPN broadcast, and I'm with you. Uh, I liked uh, Timothy Bradley. And Dre, Dre Ward. I, I know him as Andre Ward, but everyone else calls him Dre now, I, I guess. But, uh, um, I, you know, the thing that irritates the hell out of me is how, how many times they give him accolades. Like, that must be part of his contract. Like, they all put him up on a pedestal. Now, he got a gold medal, and, you know, he did beat Kovalev twice. Uh, but the truth of the matter is, is I, 
Timothy Bradley was a way more exciting fighter than than Andre, I mean, Dre Ward was, you know, and I don't think that he deserves them to constantly talk about him during these broadcasts. And one other thing, Alex, they were talking about Vasily Lomachenko. I know he was the main event, but they were talking about Vasily Lomachenko nonstop during the whole undercard. I mean, my opinion is you should call the fight that's happening in front of you. You, yeah. you know, in between rounds, maybe, in between fights, maybe. But during the fight, I mean, were they even watching any of those fights? Uh, yeah, uh, and definitely, you're absolutely right. I mean, uh, Tessitore is, um, he's shown that uh, he can cert- he's certainly well-versed in the hard sell. Um, and it's it's like, you know, why are you trying so hard? We wh- That's why we're here. We want to watch Lomachenko. Um, we're not changing the channel. Uh, you're right. Talk about the fight that's in front of you. I think part of it was that the uh, Povetkin uh, Fury fight was dreadful, uh, which shouldn't have been too surprising. Because remember, uh, Alexander Povetkin uh, was part of one of the most dreadful heavyweight championship fights of all time when he fought Vladimir Klitschko. So, um, you know, it shouldn't be too surprising that he has that ability to stink it out. Um, and nobody can stink it out like heavyweights. Um, so I wasn't too surprised that they weren't, uh, you know, talking about that fight. But you're right. They they definitely, uh, you know, they're hyper-focused on the main event. And also, it's a no- it, I don't know. It was, it was fun um, because I'm a, a boxing nerd, so I enjoyed it. But I could see it certainly turning off some viewers when Tim Bradley was arguing pretty pretty uh, fiercely about the pound for pound for pound list. You know, hey guys, it doesn't matter. Um, but it was it was funny to hear how enthusiastic he was. And the thing about it is that they have the two guys, you know, so they're sort of that's why they're enjoying talk making it seem like it's all about that because both their guys fight on their network. Uh, I was a little surprised that the judges scored the fight 117-111 for Povetkin against Fury. I didn't score it, but every time I noticed them mention something, they were giving Fury the accolades. And I'm sitting there saying to myself, well, you know, uh, Povetkin wasn't, uh, he, he wasn't hitting. He was just like lightning. He wasn't hitting the same spot twice, you know. And as a matter of fact, he wasn't even hitting any spots, you know. And uh, But he was the aggressor, and uh, he deserved to win one last thing i want to get your well actually two things i wanted to get your thoughts on uh, julio cesar martinez uh third round knockout win no wait they changed it to a no contest Uh-oh, right so but but weird. right i mean that was so strange i'm not saying that he didn't hit the guy while he's down that was clearly and they're trying to uh, timothy bradley and, and warder and dre are trying to say that the referee didn't get a good shot every replay you saw he actually stepped over him to get him away i mean to say he didn't see that i mean it was clearly a shot while he was down but there was no way charlie edwards was going to win a fight and quite honestly i don't think he wants to fight him again uh, he was saying oh the weight problem this and that what's your thoughts on on the fight uh the outcome and the potential rematch uh, I thought, first of all, it was it was really unfortunate because Martina uh, he almost um, ruined his. You know, I don't know. He's lucky he didn't get DQ'd because, quite honestly, 
he should have been DQ'd. It was a blatant foul. However, maybe you could argue from his angle, he didn't see he was on his knee. I, I'm not sure I'd buy it because he was on his knee for a good second and a half. I mean, watch it. You could at least get out like a 1-1000. One, um, and that's a long time in boxing. These guys are flyweights. They're fast. So, you know, the referee, I don't think the referee made a mistake. I thought uh, it's Martinez, right? Am I getting yeah, the name? Yeah, Martinez. Martinez was, uh, because there was a moment, I, I don't know, it was, it was sort of delicious in the sense that uh, so many things happen at the same time. Uh, I think what Mauricio Suleiman did was arbitrary, but I think it was right because, and I think it's a reason why we should have the replay. You didn't even um, need the replay for that. <laughs> you didn't need the replay. You're right. No, it did because the referee blew it. Well, uh, the referee, then, he didn't call it. And the BBBSC blew it by not, you know, by basically, ah, they didn't want to get involved, it seemed, you know? <laughs> yeah, and, and I think that in a way, Suleiman did the right thing. He saw, you know, in a way, how we got there was inappropriate, I guess is the right word, because it certainly seemed like the hometown crowd uh, jeered the the decision into a no contest and and that's exactly what Mauricio Suleiman said he 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 alluded to that but keep one thing in mind keep one I think thing that was the right call. well keep one thing in mind too the fight never went four rounds so when okay. something okay. when something crazy happens like that right. it's it's ruled a no that's contest that's anyway so I think it was a safe call by Suleiman I yeah. just I'm just curious to see. If uh, if Edwards ever gets in the ring with, with it, Martinez, because I love that story. I love the story oh, that God, that I that knew, he he gets in his I loved it. He gets in a street fight, takes out two thugs, you know, loses his ID in the cab, ends up going in jail, fights two fights that that makes weight. Says that was good. I was in jail. I made weight and wins that fight. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, the best, and, that's and, the best part. That's I, the best part. I know. I know. Being you know, in jail helped him make weight. It, remi <laughs> it reminded me of the old movie Stripes when uh, John Candy's going, wait, I got a workout program. I could lose some weight in here when he's talking about join <laughs> joining the Army. One last thing, uh, and uh, I, I'm gonna, I got to let well, you go. If, but if I, could just, if I could just interject for sure, a second. Sure, Alex, sure. It was, it was very unfortunate. I, I was torn because part of me was like, Damn, Martinez deserves this. I know. Win. I know. This Me too. This was awesome. He totally upset this guy. He surged into his hometown and took it. But he absolutely fouled the guy. He blatantly hit him when he was down. So you deserve to be punished. So he should be thankful that Suleiman gave him that no contest. And I think did what, you know, it would have taken two weeks for the BBSC to probably come up with the same decision. It takes them, takes them two weeks to mail me the, the rankings. What are you kidding? Um, what's, your, what's your thoughts on uh, the big drama show, October 5th, uh, Triple G against Deverinchenko? Uh, I said earlier uh, with Dax that, you know, if, if I was asked about uh, this particular matchup a, a couple of years ago, I wouldn't have even hesitated. But I'm not so sure. I have to admit, as, as big of a fan of Triple G I, as I am, 
Um, I think his best days are long behind him. This is a tough fight for him. Absolutely. I, I totally agree with you. I think he's um, he's at the age where uh, every fight, especially against a, guy, a dangerous guy like uh, Darren Vinchenko, uh, these guys have a shot more so. We're not talking about the indestructible-looking Golovkin of, you know, like 2015, 2016. Um, you know, I it's unfortunate because I really wanted to see the uh, rubber match with Canelo. And now it doesn't seem like we're going to see that for a while. Uh, so in a way, this is the Dervinchenko fight is a, sort of a consolation prize, but it's an extremely dangerous consolation prize because, um, uh, you know, he's no slouch. But um, I, I would favor Golovkin probably by decision uh, in a fight that could, um, you know, make him look older once again, older still. Especially, remember, now he's got his new trainer, uh, this is a fight where well, it, they usually say it takes, what, three fights to gel with a new trainer. This will be his second. Um, so we'll have to see. Uh, this is a guy who, you know, having Abel Sanchez might have been the right thing because this guy could test him a bit. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, this guy's rugged. And uh, Triple G's got some miles on him. You know, and, uh, you know, it is what it is. And and for all those years that we wanted to see him fight Mayweather, um, and everyone said how big he was. Oh, he's too big. He's too big. He's not big. He's not a big middleweight. He really isn't, Triple G. You know, Devrinchenko, he's big. Uh, you know, Danny Jacobs, he's big. So, hey, Alex, I promise we'll get your full set and we'll show off uh, your your oh, yeah. what, uh, your haircut next week. Uh, it, it it'll uh, it'll be it'll be great. Okay, uh, just this week, uh, eh, not so much. But uh, uh, in any event, I appreciate it, and uh, we'll look forward to next week, brother. Sounds good, Billy C. Take care. All right, that's Alex Papali, and I promise next week you'll get to see him. Billy C. will be right back. Part of the Billy C. Boxing Network. Check out BillyCBoxing.com now or feel the wrath of the mighty mustache. Oh, that hurts. Why are you doing that to my face? I hate you. I hate you. That's BillyCBoxing.com. Consider this your warning. Now back to talking Boxing with Billy C. He may not have an excellence in broadcasting award, but the night's still young. And he's got martinis. So you never know what may be by morning. It's Talking Boxing with Billy C. Talking Boxing with Billy C. Now back to Billy, Billy C. Interact with the show at BillyCBoxing.com. And we're back. You're watching and listening to the Billy C. Show. Glad you could be with us. Um, we tried to get Emily Harney on, but I guess there's some issues going on. Um, we, uh, I apologize for the uh, uh, Dax and Alex, not uh, you guys being able to see them. Uh, as you know, we uh, had gone under some updates and upgrades with uh, uh, the uh, show in terms of uh, software and studio and programming, etc. And uh, there's still a couple little bugs. Uh, we do thankfully have uh, a whole backup uh, setup. So if we ever run into uh, just a, uh, a broadcast issue, we have uh, 
two, not one, but two backups. So you're not going to uh, plan on seeing us and not see us um, after these events. So we will be back uh, next week for sure. I just want to give everyone my final thoughts on the uh, Vasily Lomachenko-Luke Campbell fight. I thought it was a very entertaining fight. Uh, like I said, I, I think Lomachenko is pound for pound number one tied with Terrence Crawford. Uh, the guy is unbelievable. I think Luke Campbell deserves a lot of credit for this fight. Uh, he kept uh, Lomachenko uh, at bay for most of the fight. Um, I, I think both fighters deserve credit. I mean, Lomachenko, we know, uh, is a disciplined fighter, and we know the talent that he possesses. Uh, but I'm not so sure a lot of people understood or realized how talented Luke Campbell was. Uh, he, too, stuck with his game plan and showed uh, extreme discipline in this fight. And I think it kept him on his feet uh, for, the, uh, for the whole fight. I mean, yes, he hit the canvas once, almost hit the canvas uh, in the uh, fifth round as well. But he ended the feet, fight on his feet. Uh, I think uh, Luke Campbell will eventually become a uh, world uh, champion. Uh, I do believe he will be back. I think that uh, Lomachenko will unify the belts, and I think that he will move up uh, to go uh, uh, try to seek uh, his place uh, in, uh, in history even further than he is right now. So I do look for him to unify the belts at 135 and then move up to 140. Who he fights at 140, uh, I'm not sure, but uh, uh, we'll see. Alex uh, uh, Papali thinks that Mikey Garcia might be the fight. That would be a tough one because uh, Garcia is so big. Uh, but uh, that would be something that Vasily Lomachenko would uh, challenge himself with. Um, I think you're going to get to see Alexander Povetkin uh, fight uh, uh, again in a, possibly a world title fight. Um, then again, don't be surprised if you see him against a guy like Pulev. Um, you know, I think he deserves a, a money fight. But as far as Huey Fury is concerned, uh, not too uh, interested in him. Julio Cesar Martinez uh, against Charlie Edwards in a rematch. Um, I have a feeling you're not going to see it. I think uh, what we're going to see is Julio Cesar uh, Martinez fight someone else for the vacated uh, title. I have a feeling Charlie Edwards is going to vacate that title. He indicated that he was having a hard time making weight. Um, you know, the WBC is ordering a rematch. So I don't think Charlie Edwards has a chance against uh, Martinez, and I think that he's going to try to move up in weight to avoid him. Uh, but that's just uh, my opinion there. Um, as far as uh, uh, some other fights uh, coming up, uh, we will be doing uh, a post-fight uh, after the Tyson Fury-Otto Wallen fight. And uh, also, the um, zone the same night, has uh, Jaime Mugaya against Patrick Alate. Um, not sure if we'll be able to talk about all of those fights, but we will certainly try. Um, I also wanted to mention uh, that uh, uh, some news tonight. Uh, middleweight Jeff Horn was uh, supposed to be setting himself up uh, to challenge uh, Ryota Murata for his WBA middleweight title in Japan uh, at the end of December. And he was supposedly having a tune-up fight against Michael Zephyra, uh, but uh, got he got knocked out in the ninth round uh, to the to from Zephyra. Uh, so uh, uh, 
uh, Jeff Horn loses his uh, opportunity. Whether Zephyr uh, is the guy that will fight Murata or not, I don't know. Uh, Andy Ruiz Jr. and Anthony Joshua are set for their rematch. Uh, it is taking place um, in December, uh, December 7th, uh, in Saudi Arabia. Uh, there was some talk that uh, uh, Ruiz wasn't going to fight. He didn't want to go to Saudi Arabia. Uh, he was in a contract, would have tied him up for a while, uh, but his uh, holding his breath and stomping his feet got him another million dollars. Uh, so uh, they're starting their uh, uh, press tour uh, Wednesday, I believe. Uh, so uh, keep your eyes open uh, for that. Um, as far as... Uh, uh, Canelo Kovalev, I think you're going to hear about that fight being made. I think that that fight will be made uh, and take place before the end of this year. Um, we are uh, getting ready to enter September, uh, so I look for that fight to take place uh, around um, the, uh, I think, end of November, mid-December, uh, before the holidays type. I can't see it going to January, but it could conceivably kick off the new year with that fight and then see Canelo fight again in May. Uh, Canelo wants to fight in May. He wants to get back on fighting in May and September. So the Kovalev fight would have to take place at the end of this year or, or very early next year in order for Canelo uh, to maintain uh, his preference uh, of schedule. So uh, keep an eye out for that. And uh, as far as Triple G and Deverinchenko, like uh, we mentioned earlier, this is a big fight. Uh, I don't think it's an easy fight for uh, Triple G. As a matter of fact, I, I think it's going to be a very difficult one. Uh, we will be back next week. We'll be talking about uh, some boxing news. Don't forget to check our uh, show out. Uh, we do have a 24-hour, uh, seven-day-a-week television channel. Uh, through Ginico USA, you can uh, uh, get it on all the major streaming uh, services. Uh, just go to GinicoUSA.com and uh, sign up for that. Uh, as always, you could always uh, get yourself a copy of my book, Tom Molino, uh, From Bondage to Baddest Men on the Planet. I am working on another one, uh, and I will give you more details uh, coming up soon. Hey, I just want to thank everyone for joining us and... Uh, all I could say is until next time, uh, I'll leave you with this. Ciao, baby.